Welcome to Chick Chat with Unapologetically Karen, the podcast for women by women. I'm Karen Webb, architect, author, entrepreneur, creative junkie, and your host. Chick Chat is your resource for building your big, bold, and beautiful feminine life. So join me for some eye-opening and jaw-dropping dialogue that has people talking. Today's guest is Brenda Ridgely. She is an author, speaker, and girlfriend guru. I love that. Who loves helping women connect, find success, and discover joy through friendship. Her mission is to start a movement, women coming together to build thousands of new lady tribes around the globe. I think that's a phenomenal mission. Through her workshops, vlogs, blogs, and book clubs, Brenda helps women connect and communicate with respect, love, and trust. She holds an an MA in human resources and has spent decades cultivating her own tribe. Let's welcome Brenda Ridgely. Hi, Brenda. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so anxious about speaking with you. Oh, wonderful. And, you know, this is just so aligned with what Chick Chat is all about. So I am super thrilled um, to make this connection with you. And I will let people know you have um, a book that is out. Uh, that really does talk a lot about us about this. Tell us the name of the book and where people can find it. Sure. It's called Lady in the Tribe, How to Create Empowering Friendship Circles. And you can get that at uh, on Amazon, of course, Barnes & Noble. Some local bookstores have it. Uh, and you can get it directly from my website, brendaridgely.com. Great. So brendaridgely.com, that's a great place to get it. So let's just dive right in. Tell me a little what... Like about yourself, what happened in your life to start looking at this? Was this always your kind of um, mission or did, you know, did it evolve and how did it? You know, I've always loved bringing people together. And especially as a young woman, um, I had lots of circles and lots of tribes. And what what happened to me and what, what I've found happens to a lot of women throughout their life is over time and as we dive into new roles in our life, like our careers, marriage, becoming a mother, we mm-hmm. begin to let ourselves go. And okay. I don't mean yep. I don't I don't mean <laughs> the you know the weight gain and the yoga pants seven days a week, although that happened to me too. <laughs> what I mean is we slowly let go of our own interests our own activities, and our own friendships. Uh, mm-hmm. And what happened to me was, you know, I sure I used to play sports and actually organize teams and you know, play softball. And then I became instead of a soccer mom and a carpool mom, right, and sitting on the bleachers. Um, instead of pursuing my own interests of yoga and writing, I just made sure all my kids were getting all that good stuff and, and shuttling them around. And then my lunch dates and and connecting with women became playdates. And it was really limited to other moms that were, it was just out of convenience. And over decades of time, I found that at the, at the end, of, end of my, you know, when the kids were living here, <laughs> we never end that role, right? Uh, but uh, right, when they were right. beginning to you know, consider their next steps, I was like, oh my gosh, who am I now? 
without when I have no longer have this role as mom, who am I? I let go of everything. I had right. uh, just given away everything. And I went through a couple of years, two or three years of just going through life with the what's it all about? What's the meaning of life? Oh gosh. Universe, mm-hmm. tell me what, you know, show me the way I'm open. And uh, it was really, it was a struggle to get back on that path. And finally, um, I dove into some research. What is wrong with me on Google? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a scary thing to type in. <laughs> right, right. Uh, oh, yeah. And, but what I discovered was, and it, this is, was to- totally counterintuitive, I was lonely. Hmm. I was surrounded mm-hmm. Gosh, by people. Everything you, yeah, yeah, everything you just said, all of that has so much in there, has so much power and so much insight in everything you just said. I'm going to, we'll want to break it down in a minute, but keep going. Yeah. You were so lonely. I, mm-hmm. I, I was surrounded by people 24 seven. Yet. Who, who, who were the people? Because your kids were gone. Yeah. No, no, family. no, no, no. Still my, my family, that everyone, I, I had people and, you know, organ, I was organizing mm-hmm. things for the kids and all that. So I was just really busy, a very busy okay. life. Yet no one really, really knew me outside of my family unit anymore because I had, my life had been diminished to social media posts, you know, and mm-hmm. of course, where do, what do we do there? All the good stuff, keep up with the Joneses, um, posting yeah. about my vacations and our, our, you know, whatever, new stuff and yeah. puppies. Uh, but nobody knew, you know, the reality that was my life. So it was this, I had, a, I lacked a sense of belonging. I didn't know who my people were anymore because no one, nobody knew me. That is so interesting. So let's, let's, let's unpack some of that because <laughs> you said some really great things that I think are there's so many big kind of like um, life lessons and everything you just said or big revelations and everything you just said so first off yeah I think you're right I think as women and I think more so than men um, I'm not the type that says we're all the same we are not and I think that we and just and because we are the ones that give birth and our, our bodies totally change, our responsibilities totally change with that more so than men. Um, of course, their lives, you know, change with having children, too. But I've, I vividly remember, like I can picture the moment and this is a long time ago for me. This is like 30 years ago because my kids are all grown up. I remember maybe a year or so after having had my uh, son, my first child, um, going like, what, what did I used to wear? What, what, what was my look? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like as simple as that, what was my look? I can't remember before maternity clothes. What, yeah. Like what, what was I even like? What did I like to do? It, you kind of lose yourself in that year, especially that first year of motherhood. Um, but you're right. You start to kind of put on you know, the hats of so many things that you're now going to do, like be a mom and be involved in their class and et cetera. Um, you start to forget what you were like before. I absolutely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. It was, I, you get to the point where you just don't know why you're getting out of bed in the morning anymore. What, mm-hmm. Nothing is mm-hmm. exciting. It was just all commitments and to-do lists and yes. nothing that I personally found fulfilling or challenging. Of course, my kids, and I'm always going to be very vested and love everything that they have going on, but I didn't have anything for myself anymore. Right. 
Right. You're so right. You become just sort of, um, yeah, the catalyst for your kids' lives. And yeah, and yours is whatever's left, right. you know, so I agree. And um, so now how old are your kids now? 23 and 21. Okay. So now it's like you have your individual personal life back. Well, yeah, I'm working on that still. I think with, with <laughs> you know, past years, even our, our children are launching in different ways. And I'm, I still have yet to become an empty nester, even though I, my whole panic five years ago was about that. So it's kind of like, don't, you know, whatever you wish for, watch out. <laughs> so, right, right. Because of uh, those situations, <laughs> but they'll, yeah. they will launch still. But yes, uh, um, I have found my stuff again because, you know, through my research, I just, I determined that, first of all, I need to reconnect and reestablish and find new, some new friends. You know, it was, let's, mm-hmm. let's rejuvenate mm-hmm. some. I, I need to know what's going on in their lives. They don't need to go know what's going on in my life. I have to make a concerted effort to find my girl time because yeah. it won't just happen organically. We're not, you know, that's a big myth that friendship should just happen organically. It does not. It, it requires. I some, agree. Some I intention. agree. And then actually, and at our and at this age, you know, like past school, past college, whatever, those are times you're bombarded with friendships and you accumulate a lot of friends. But then once you're kind of out in the rest of the real world, and I think more so now because so many just post COVID, which was just destroyed so many, you know, connections, I think. Um, Post COVID, it's it's like people are working from home. The connections you can make are the friendships, the work friendships, et cetera. The let's go out to lunch, you know, during lunch hour from work. Those have just kind of started to vanish. Right. So, we, so what do you recommend to women out there? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just start by saying we have become the, the lonely generation. Um, actually, true. the millennials are even worse because they've grown up with this technology that has we have a virtual option for everything. And mm-hmm. it's, it's created a sense of disconnection. So what have I, you know, what, what have I done or what do I suggest? Uh, you know, basically, first of all, we got to get out of the house more. Like you mentioned, you can't, you're yes. not going to find friends binge watching Netflix in your free time. Uh, <laughs> we have to get, make a concerted effort. And I, first thing I suggest is uh, reconnect with some of your older friends that know who you used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And because it's a, it's a, you know, you can rekindle those, see if you're still on the same trajectory of sorts, because, you know, friendships do change and people's lives change. Uh, See if there's some spark there to reignite and um, create a habit, a pattern of, of connecting on a regular basis with those people. Uh, It maybe you have become very connected social media wise, but no, no other way. Maybe there's one or two women out there that really kind of, you just like their sparkle there. And maybe mm-hmm. it's time to reach out with an instant message and just say, hey, let, would you be open to connecting for coffee? I'd really like to get to know you better. And everybody's really nervous about that in this day and age. And they go, oh, that's weird. Oh, I so know what you mean. Yes. I have a personal story about that. So I will share in a moment, but you are so right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, are you stalking me right. or are you for real? But, but guess what? <laughs> The other person is probably feeling the same way. Be the hero. Make that first effort. I mean, the, wor- the worst thing to do is your your, your yeah. schedules are too busy. It doesn't happen. But wow, what if it does? What if it could become something? 
I love that. Um, I love that. I will share. So, um, and this is not this is not that long ago. I think it was like last October. Last October, I remember that I got a text or a, you know a DM, and it was like we should meet. I want to meet you, and I and it was from a woman, um, and I was like, okay. And my first reaction was what you said. I was like, why? <laughs> that is actually what I DM'd back, which is not that nice. But I was just like, sounds good. Why? And her answer was, well, we both live in Fountain Hills. And I was like, okay. Then I kind of understood that. So it was funny. My um, uh, my husband was wary of it. He was like, I don't know. You should be careful. He was going to be gone that weekend. And I'm like, it's fine. First of all, it's Fountain Hills. And if you know Fountain Hills, it's... It's almost Mayberry, okay? <laughs> has a hint of Mayberry to it. Um, but we said, okay, I, I answered back, yeah, let's meet. And we decided to meet at the local sushi restaurant right here, you know. Of course, we knew what each other looked like because of Instagram. But it was weird. And um, so we went there. And I swear it was like going to on a blind date. <laughs> <laughs> it was, in fact, Cambry here in my office. I was telling her, I'm like, I am like going on a blind date. I don't know this woman. She reached out. Her name is Barb. And I have to tell you, the most fun happy hour I have had in a long time. And we are wonderful friends now. And in fact, yeah, and it was just her birthday. And on my birthday card to her, I wrote like, thank God you stalked me. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll always be your little joke. It is. And It was. She was the brave one. You're absolutely right. It's it's brave to get out there and do that. And she did. And I understand the caution with it, but I also understand the benefit. And now her husband is great friends with my husband. And, you know, it, social media doesn't have to stay just in this vacuum of social media. Yeah. It so it's, I, I love that. Okay. Yeah, so we, great we truly idea need there. need to connect together. We need to, mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. eyeball to eyeball, knees to, you know, just yes. looking yes. In, in each other's eyes devices away, you know, the last thing you want to do is have that thing and scroll through Facebook or, you, you know, or Absolutely. answer emails because our time is so limited with each other. Oh yeah. So just, that is one of my present. pet peeves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you have your phone there to take pictures of each other with each other, you know, that kind of thing. Otherwise, no. Make that I time. Agree. Yeah, carve Even that, that time Even that could be a slippery, slope, yes. a slippery slope because you have it out. Oh, oh absolutely. Gosh, I just saw something. But uh, another way is like explore some of those interests that you have kind of let go of. What did you love to do before you had kids? What did you love to do before you got married? That's a great one. What are those things? Get back into that because it, you can find a group that's doing an art or yoga class. And if you just start showing up, you have, mm-hmm. you're going to meet people who also have that interest and you have something to talk about. Right. right absolutely. Off the those are really, really good ones. Yeah. And I, I do think people need to distinguish between, you know, we get used to just texting too, that even a phone call is a better connection than the texting. I you know, agree. texting is misinterpreted. It's kind of quick to the point. It doesn't really, you know, show your care or concern to take those. And, and I think millennials struggle with this more. They love to just text. And right. uh, but I think, you know, I, I know for sure my generation, our generation probably it likes the, yeah, just the warmth of a, hearing someone's voice or even more, like you said, eyeball to eyeball. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and sadly, uh, an actual phone call really gets our attention. What could it be that mm-hmm. they're calling me for? 
right? right? So you're like right. panic. What, yeah. what, what, what happened? And so you're all you're open yes. to kind of really, really paying attention and really listening. So yeah, nothing yep. is better than voice to voice as far as just being able to really communicate what's on your mind and what you're feeling. Right. I loved, um, I'm going to read something that is just the very beginning of your book, but I really liked it. I, I highlighted it. I'm going to share this with, uh, with our audience. It, what I loved is, um, you're about to embark on a journey that can fill the space inside your soul that is longing for more. And I think the majority of us have that feeling. I think it's just and it's okay and it's normal. And I think we always, we get to some point in our life for some people, it is when they've achieved what they wanted professionally for others, it's, you know, midlife hits and everybody gets that feeling of like, okay, I'm here. This is it. Like there's still that emptiness. And I think most people just try to fill it with distraction or belongings, um, but what you say is you may have no idea why you feel empty, but you know, something is missing. What is it that is preventing you from becoming the best whole version? I love that whole version of yourself. And then you say, believe it or not, the missing link involves our lack of meaningful connection to other human beings. You may be thinking, oh no, that's not me. I have lots of friends. I've got so many friends. I can't, can't even manage to interact with them as often as I'd like. And that very well may be true. However, it is not the quantity, but rather the quality of these friendships that matters. And I love that you say, we will discuss what it means to find, deepen, build, preserve, which is so important, and broaden friendships so that they become like family, your soul sisters. And when three or more of you gather together, you are a tribe. I love that. And I have never before, I would say this here, really, seen the, the just, not only the value, but the need, the like palpable need that people have for a sisterhood right now. Absolutely. So, women especially, women especially, we, you know, tend to be friends. We, we, we need these female connections in our lives because that motherly love that we can, that we have from our mother and we give to our children everybody needs that and but we get to a point in our yes. life who's going to do that for us our girlfriends our girlfriends are our natural born nurturers and we have the empathy yes and we have the the life experience and when we live our lives together that is a foundation of support that just cannot be beat someone who will be your cheerleader and encourager They'll be your soft mm-hmm. place to fall. They will even call you out when you are acting up, you know, and say, that is not so true. The, the Karen yeah. I know. And let's get, you know, I, that's not in your best yeah. interest. And I, I love you enough to tell you the hard truth, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes it's new friendships that'll do that or, or old ones. I have, um, Jackie is my longest time friend. We've been friends since we were 11. So showing my age. Uh, yeah, we're over, <laughs> we are 45 years of a friendship and you're right. She'll call me out on stuff yet. She's always there. I, every time I go to California, which I go about once a month, I see her. I just saw her yesterday and it is, there's something about that person that knows you. And I think what you said right there is so powerful because she lost her mom much, uh, a long time ago, but I lost my mom about a year and a half ago. And 
I know I always mention it. Yes, it's probably always going to be something I mention, but um, because it was just such a such a thing, um, such a hard time. But you're right. I think maybe that is why I feel that need for sisterhood more than ever. It's because you're right. You feel you almost feel like an orphan when your mom passes and you lose that. Um, but yes, to have that soft landing with a sisterhood that understands it and understands you is, is really everything. Yeah. And it can still give you that nurture, that nurturing side we need. Right. And not only that, but a platform from which to go for the big stuff. Like I can go for big dreams and crazy stuff that I would know I would not do Mm -hmm. if I didn't have this foundation of support because they've got me, you know, they're like, yeah, go get it. You, you, you can do it. And you know what? We fail our way to success. Right. But oh, yeah. to, to yeah. have that, uh, just, you know what, these guys love me no matter what. <laughs> I can make a yeah. fool of myself out there and, and go, go, go for it, uh, go all out, because the, the people that matter are you know, unshakable. Yes, that's so true. Absolutely true. I love that. Uh, so tell me a little bit. So with your tribe that you've been forming, do, how do you connect with them? Yeah, so I definitely, I have a tribe of about six, and there's no magic number. I'd say, you know, I think everybody needs more than one best friend, two or more, because that's a lot of pressure okay. for any person. And even you know, a lot of women, a lot of women say their spouse is their best friend, which is beautiful. Uh, but it, it's not the same kind of friendship. And that, again, that's mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. pressure for one person to be your everything. Uh, so I, I know, I think find... people, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I have found people that fit different niches in my life of, of things that I like to explore that maybe my husband doesn't care, care so much about. But how do I, I, I definitely want to connect with them individually yeah. once a month. And beyond that, we have a, what I call women who whine, a uh, monthly just happy hour where we all kind of pop in for a bit just to Love. catch up with our tribes and kindred clan. Uh, so, so many things <laughs> on top of that, just the extra, the little texts and stuff like that to keep in touch. I'm thinking of you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the drip system for your friendship. It's, absolutely. And I do think you're right. I think, and maybe, I, I don't know, I haven't looked into this historically if it's changed over different, you know, times or eras, but, um, I think people think or assume that getting married, that spouse is going to be every part of your needs. You know, it's going to be your physical needs, sexual needs, you know, financial needs and friendship needs. And it's, it's a lot. And, and I do believe men, men and women are different. What we're each going to need is not going to always 100% be held in that marriage. That marriage has to have a lot of the things that you'll get nowhere but there. But I think you're right. The value of female friendships, I mean, you just, yeah, it's, it's tremendous. It really is priceless. Um, it's actually good and, for your marriage to have these friendships. Yes. Mm-hmm, it's, not, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that I'm being taken away by, by, by Girl Tribe. It is I am actually go filling myself up with other yes. you know, stimulus and, and interests and all that great stuff. And so my husband can do the same. And we come back stronger people. And sure, I can vent about him a little bit if I want to. And they know him, so they won't let me go too far <laughs> yes. with it. You know? <laughs> right, right. They'll be like, okay, Brenda, let's back up. <laughs> He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I hear you. They do. Yeah. And they will. And I think that they, you know, some of the, 
I don't know if I want to call it struggles or just challenges that we face as women, they don't understand, you know, they are not going to understand. Um, they may not understand the empty nest the same way we do. I remember when my kids were ready to go off to college. Um, I, yeah, I, I, that threw me into therapy right there. It threw me into yep. therapy because it, I just was imagining such a painful split and set, you know, from my kids and such a painful sense of loneliness. And, and I don't, I don't believe every guy goes through the same thing. And, and for women, it's sort of, you know, it's just a different feeling. We're, we're different. We're different biologically. We're different. We feel like so in some respect, I loved when I was pregnant with my kids, like that felt like my body was being used to its fullest. I was this like vessel, right. For this, you know, life and, men are not going to understand that. They're not going to understand when that's done and you end that chapter in your life, you know, and you right. feel a little of the emptiness in your stomach. It's a scientific fact that we are a different person from when, before we have kids and after we have kids. I mean, the hormones and all the yes. things that have raged through us and having a different being inside of us and, and having that whole experience that we, you walk out of that hospital a different person. Uh, completely. Yep. A completely different. My daughter had a baby a year ago, so I have a grandbaby. But yeah, I saw it and I, it's so amazing to see it when your child has it because you're like, you can see them just scrambling to figure, refigure out their identity yep. to take on such responsibility. And you want to help them as much as you can, but you know, they have to go their own path. And here we are a year later and like my daughter's a natural at being a mom, but my God, that first week, I was like, is she going to be able to do this? I mean, what are we going to do? She is falling apart on me, but no, it, they, you're right. And, and who she is today from a year ago, a hundred percent different, a different person. Yeah. From just what that all did. And it's, it is, it's a beautiful kind of growth that women go through when they become moms. Yeah. Right. I, I'm actually reading a book called um, The Upgrade, which I, I don't know if you've read it, but it is fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, it, and it's about our second, um, <laughs> it's about going through the transition of sorts, that, we're, that menopause, yes. right? Menopause, and yeah. The she, dreaded she, menopause. Right. Yep. So she calls, uh, the doctor calls uh, perimenopause the transition and menopause, the upgrade is quite fascinating. And you want to check it because it's based on going through a second puberty of sorts. But Interesting. the end result is an upgraded feminine brain. And the we have eliminated all those hormonal rushes that have absolutely influenced our ups and downs of our life. I mean, in oh, a God, yes. real way to be rid of that kind of chemical stuff that's going on in our brains and being able to be clear headed and focused. And um, I'm finding that to be true myself. I, I've just gone through that myself and it, yeah, coming out the other end, you're like, thank God, thank God I'm back. <laughs> thank God my right. in a better version of myself to begin with. But yeah, right. but it does. It's, it's a lot to take on. Um, absolutely. So we talked about some things women should do to kind of form those friendships. And uh, I, I love that. Um, anything now, how about friendships from work? How do you feel about those in terms of being your tribe? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, there, everybody has potential. I, I don't think there's any group or area that you should, I don't, I don't think you should not have friendships at work. I mean, I, I know that there's some schools of thought mm -hmm. that you should mm -hmm. separate everything, 
Well, we spend a substantial amount of time at work, right? Yeah, we do. Absolutely. If your interactions are limited to work, they would be what I would call a friendly. And a friendly is a friendship of circumstance, a friendship of convenience. Interesting. And unless Mm -hmm. you take that friendship beyond outside of the workplace, to, to, to next, another location, so to say. Right, and, right, exactly. And explore something else together. When that job or position goes away or you move on or they move on, mm-hmm. that friendship will also move on. You have yes, to establish I something think you're totally outside right. of that. Yep. So I, okay, I think it's makes totally sense. okay. I agree. I, I'm the type that, you know... I don't compartmentalize my life. It just, it's, it's impossible. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I am who I am at work, at home, anywhere. So yeah, it's hard to not, um, it's hard to keep it so separate and compartmentalized. Um, I think it's best that we just are authentic. And if we find people at work that you're friendly with, that you like, that you get along, that you have similar interests, exploring it further outside of that is, is a good way to go. Right, well, it has been all- so... Go oh, ahead. no, go ahead. Go ahead. We have time. Go I was ahead. just saying, we, we are all energetically connected. And we're going to either be drawn to people or, or not. And the ones that we're naturally drawn to, it, it makes sense to explore that. Yeah, you're right. And I do think we need to just place more value on those friendships. And and I think that as I think we go through so many um, kind of chapters in our lives, you know, and I know men do too. I think ours are a little different. Um, just, and really just because of what our body does, you know, because we have been pregnant and et cetera, those cause bigger transitions or bigger chapters. I think it's important in each of those chapters too, that if, if you find yourself in a new chapter, finding other people in that same chapter, which may not be the friends you've had, you know, is important. So moms that are just becoming moms, you know, it's like those mommy and me play dates. They are not only great for your child, but they're great for you. You know, they matter for the mom as well. Um, Yeah, we need to look for people that are, yeah, that are in kind of in the same waters that we're playing in. So that we can really have that support. Well, I absolutely have loved talking to you. I am so excited because this is a, it's important. It's important work that you're doing, really getting, you know, women to connect now more than ever. And I think we were afraid, isolated with COVID. It just made, you know, it's like all the, all the bad components are there right now, right? Like, of course we love technology. It's great, but it has led to some disconnect. Um, and I know we think it connects us more through zoom and whatever, but it also gives us a big disconnect from each other on a human level you know, COVID and isolation and quarantine did the same. I think we're turning against each other rather than finding, you know, the joy and um, and need for each other. So I yes. love the work you're doing. Um, if people want to reach out to you, ask you more questions or get in touch, what's the best way? I would just go to my website, brendaridgely.com. Okay. And there okay, you'll see perfect. all kinds of connecting opportunities. I have a women's retreat twice a year. All kinds. Oh, of you should stuff. tell us a little about yeah. that. What do you yeah, do called, at that retreat? Yeah, it's called the Whole You Retreat, and it is just focusing on reconnecting to our own mind, body, and spirit uh, through friendships and relationships. Also, just through uh, overcoming traumas and transitions in our life. 
it's really designed for the midlife woman and beyond. Yes. That to uh, really get a great sense of why they do what they do, why we, you know, what turn, lights us up, turns us on, gets us excited, uh, and mm-hmm. and a platform to design the whatever that next chapter is in our life to be powerful and step into a leadership role and maybe save the world. Oh my gosh, I love, <laughs> I love that. And I do think, you know, I think midlife is huge for women because I, you know, I think we we're so used to having heard about the man's midlife crisis, but right. I find so often, yeah, we, that's what we hear about, but I have found so often that, you know, women get to that place and then wonder what else there is to really give them that fulfillment. And they do feel that emptiness or that ache. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, you know, we make decisions when we're young that we're going to like, okay, my life's going to be like this. I'm going to, for me, I'm going to be an architect. I'm going to have kids. I'm gonna, and then you do all that. But then you don't realize you're going to be a whole different person at around 50. And yep. maybe you need to now redo, you know, not, not redo your life, but re um, align your life with what your new interests or your new needs or what your heart is asking for. So right. it's very interesting. When uh, do you have your next, the next date of your retreat? Yes, it is the first weekend of November. Uh, we just finished okay. one just two weeks ago, and it was it's always in Breckenridge. We've got a um, a thirty two bed villa, and but we limit it to only wow. fifteen guests. It's quite intimate, and you will find a whole weekend just packed full of personal growth, nurturing opportunities, and connecting. Oh, I love it. Okay, great. We're gonna um, please. Just keep sending me info on that, and I'll make that yeah. available to our, our listeners because it seems like what a lot of people are looking for. And I'm intrigued by it, too. So I might you just see you there. <laughs> I'm really thinking about it. So I, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much, Brenda. It's been a pleasure having you here. Thank I really appreciate it. Thank you so it. much for this opportunity. I'm very grateful. Thank you. Thank you.